0: what is up everybody welcome back to the no notes podcast this is episode 46 h double here with maddie b and this is going to be a fun episode it's going to be packed with stuff because obviously we're going to go over the super bowl because this is the last episode before the super bowl talk about that a little bit we're also going to talk about the nfl awards and talk about the winners and give our opinions on all that but the meat of this in my opinion and Matt, I didn't even mention this Monday. I totally went through my head, but the trade deadline in the NBA was yesterday. A lot of a lot of good trades to go over, lots to dissect, discuss. I'm super excited about that, and yeah, we're ready to get this episode going. So, episode 46, Matt, intro comments. I'm
1: just ready to start it. Yeah, no, I'm ready to start. big okay. one. So,
0: well, we can start with. The You want to do the NFL awards or the Super Bowl, little Super Bowl kind of? I know we already eat predictions, but maybe we'll just kind of talk a little bit more about it and and all. Mm,
1: We can do the awards first.
0: Okay. So the NFL awards were yesterday, and these are the winners as follow, if you don't know yet. But the MVP was Aaron Rodgers. The Offensive Player of the Year was Cooper Cup. The Defensive Player of the Year was T.J. Watt. The Offensive Rookie was Jamar Chase. Defensive rookie was Micah Parsons. The coach of the year was Mike Vrabel. The comeback player of the year was Joe Burrow. And then the Walter Payton man of the year was Andrew Whitworth. And we'll start with the MVP, the biggest award. Aaron Rodgers, thoughts on that? Go, Matt.
1: Mm, I think Brady should have won it. So. And why? <laughs> well, he had more touchdowns than he did. He had more yards than he did. Granted, he did have more interceptions than um Rogers. Um, but I mean they both got out in the same round of the playoffs, too. Mm-hmm. But I think when looking at it, Tom Brady is 45, I believe. Right. And he put up, I think, almost a thousand yards more than Rogers. And more passing touchdowns as well. I think, what, Brady had 42? 43. 43, and Rodgers had 37? Yep. Um. So, and I don't know. Like, I know Rodgers (laughs) is good, but I just think Brady should have won it, but that's my opinion.
0: It's tough because, yes, the Packers did better. They got the one seed. I know that's – and I think both of those players were super important to the success of their teams because both of them have, I mean, the Packers defense was better this year for sure. And the Bucks have a, a strong D. So it's not like the, they had to like carry, you know. So they they both, you know, played well. Yeah. I mean, Brady, I think it's tough because how many were the Packers one game better than them
1: at the Yeah, end the, they were 13 and three pack uh 13-4. They were 13 and 4. Bucks yeah. were twelve and five.
0: But the last game they didn't play their starters against the Lions. So that yeah. that it's like 13 and 3, whatever. So yeah. there were like two games better than the Bucks, game and a half or one game and a half or two around that, you know, mark. And then in football, you know, that is a lot because there's only well now there's 17 games, but you know, that is a lot. And so it makes sense to me why Aaron Rodgers won. Yes, Brady had better stats pretty much all across the board except picks. And so, I, and rating because of the pick. So, and Rodgers had better like rating, QBR, all that mm-hmm. stuff. You know, Brady did have more yards, more touchdowns, you know, uh, more yards per game. Uh, the completion percentage was 1% higher for Rogers. Yeah. I don't, and I guess Aaron Rodgers did average more yards per throw. So, I don't know. It's like, it's really close. I'm sure the voting was close. I don't know the if there has come out yet on the actual vote tallies, but I'm sure it was close. And for me, like, I think either of them could have won it. I don't really think someone should have won it over the other. I'm fine mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers winning it. Yeah. I mean, really, I don't think like, oh, Brady. I'm not thinking like, oh, Brady should have won, you know. To me, it, if either of them wanted, that would have been fine. That's really my analysis on it. So, both players were really good. And they, they did both go get out in the same round. But playoffs don't really matter anyways for those awards. But, yeah. So, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I know as a TV fan, you definitely want a TV as a MVP. would have been cool for his last year.
1: Yeah, last but I year, understand why. But I, but I understand why. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm mm-hmm. no, I knew it was going to be Rodgers or Brady. And I oh, wish yeah. it was Brady just so he could go out with MVP. But I understand why it's Rodgers. So I'm not, like, upset. I'm just saying, like, if it wasn't Rodgers to win, I think Brady should have won it. But
0: if I'm being honest, if I had to pick someone who I think should have won it, I personally think Brady probably should have won it, mm-hmm. but not by much. Like 52-48. Honestly.
1: Yeah, or even 51-49. 51-49, I mean, really they were close, both good. So.
0: It's, it's weird to look at Tom Brady on ESPN and you see just the NFL logo and his career stats, and it's like, oh, yeah, he's retired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Offensive Player of the Year, Cooper Cup, I have no problems with that. I think that's mm-hmm. definitely deserved. That should have been unanimous probably. I hope it was,
1: because mm-hmm.
0: he definitely deserved it. <laughs> Triple mm-hmm. crown winner. So, yeah. Defensive player of the year, TJ Watt. I deserved. think deserved completely. the sack
1: record. So.
0: Really could have won it last year, too. You know, mm-hmm. who won it over him last year? I can't remember the name. It's off the top tip of my tongue. Uh, I saw this literally yesterday. I Who won over him? someone? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald won mm-hmm. over him. Um, and TJ Wall had a great season last year, and a lot of people thought he got robbed. So, the fact he won it this year, well deserved, definitely deserved Mm -hmm. it. I think Offensive Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase, that's well deserved. 100%. I mean, honestly, a lot of these, except for maybe Coach of the Year, are pretty like set like Defensive Rookie of the Year, Micah Parsons. Yeah, that's a no brainer. Oh, yeah. Coach of the Year, Mike Vrabel. This is Coach of the Year is, is interesting. You know I think
1: you... it should have been either rival or probably the Bengals coach Zach Taylor. Do you want it
0: back to back? Is that a thing, or is that not allowed? I
1: or is that I don't know. I think you can.
0: Okay, who won it last year? Matt Lafleur probably. I think so. Like he could have won it again this year because you know they were one of the best teams, but. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if that I know that's the thing for like the All Star games and like the NBA you can't like coach back to back years I don't know if that's actually a rule for that but that just popped Oh back.
1: really you can't coach back to back years for All Star
0: Yeah if you have like the best so like if Monty Williams for example they have the best record next yeah. year it'll be the second yeah. best pretty sure Oh so if he won't be able to coach two years in a row that's a rule or whatever probably just give other coaches I don't know so that's why like greg Popovich uh, didn't maybe coach as many as you thought I mean, like Steve Kerr on in their stretch run he was only like every other year but yeah anyways mm-hmm. Mike Vrabel yeah <sighs> honestly if the Ravens gonna pulled out some of those wins it could have been uh Jim Harborough if I'm being honest or John Harborough sorry Jim is uh still with Michigan I guess he was gonna maybe get hired but no anyways it could have been John Harborough if the Ravens pulled out a few more wins but yeah the Bengals coach I thought could have definitely won yeah the Titans they get the one seed which is impressive considering they were what the four seed last year and they dealt with Derrick Henry being out half the season and no O-line, essentially. And, you know, they're able to pull out the one seed. So, like, I, I do think he was top three. But, like, yeah, I think – I don't know, though. We can't – we could have predicted this Bengals run, though, you know, because obviously this is only the regular season. So, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Who was the other guy you think should have won it over him?
1: I said, I said Zach Taylor. He, he cooked it for the Bengals.
0: Wasn't there one more you said that should have maybe gotten it over him as well, I thought? Like before? Him? Oh, okay. Mm-mm. So just Zach Taylor. No, not, but, not
1: I, B- but I'm finally available, I'm fine though. Just not of, like, Bill Belichick? And stuff. <laughs> no.
0: No. Maybe if they could have kept up when they were first in the AFC uh, mm-hmm. East, but then they kind of fell off. And Mac Jones could have been off as rookie of the year if they kept that up. But Exactly. Then they fell off, but yeah. Okay. And comeback player of the year joe burrow i actually saw a video of him when he he was like yeah i'm I'm glad i got the award but i'm more focused on the award this sunday you know like Mm -hmm. he gave like a real quick speech i'm surprised he even was like on a a thing to receive it you know before the Mm -hmm. super bowl but because i i I didn't think that normally happened but he was i saw a video of him like talking about it and like the trophy was in front of him or maybe it was yeah i think that trophy's in front of him and he was like Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is great, you know, but I'm more focused on whatever. And, like, that was it. <laughs> so, Joe Burrow, comeback player of the year, well-deserved. And, yeah, Walter Payton man of the year, a lot of good candidates. And Whitworth seems like a really good guy. Rams, uh, was he the center, right?
1: He's a guard. for them. Oh, he's a
0: guard. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Real, seems like a really good guy. So, good for him. That's That might be the – I mean, yes, MVP is the most prestigious award, but the Walter Payton man – uh award might be the most important award or like the most like mm-hmm. actual fulfilling like i mean would you rather win a walter Payton man award or an mvp award like that's tough you know because yes mvp is obviously the best in the, the league but like the walter Payton man awards you're the best person in the league so you know mm-hmm. it's big you know it's bigger than sports so like what would you rather win actually i'm just curious i know you're a huge you sports guy do
1: mvp you do mvp I'd just because do... it means that, that that you performed a lot but like I don't know. Walter Payton, man, means that you're a really good person as well. So I would like to be known as that would, too. So I would probably want to win I that, know. honestly. Because it'd I, be cool I, to I, do both.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd rather win the Walt, main panel, uh, Walter. I can't, we said it so many times, but yeah, I win that award because that shows like, you know, that because to me, if I was a professional athlete, I'd want my impact to be a lot bigger than just on the, the court or the field or whatever mm-hmm. I'm doing. So that's for, for me personally. I'm curious what you guys would rather win. I know sports heads are probably saying MVP, and that's totally fine, but I'm just curious, you know. So, hey, I yeah, holding, holding any trophy up would be sick. But, yeah, so let's, let's just talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl. You and I both still have the Bengals to win. I'm still going to stick with the Bengals to win. What well, any last thoughts before, you know, we go on Sunday? I know Higby's not playing for the Rams. That's – honestly, that backup tight end came in and played pretty well, though, for him, so – i didn't know his name but
1: joe shiesty about to show the world baby
0: (laughs) you know like i and this is what's great about the super bowl is this like for me at least it's like a super bowl i can root for where any whatever happens happens because like and i saw i've seen multiple posts about this where it's like people are like i i you know it sucks one one has to win but like i'm happy with either one winning and you know because like yeah you know people really like matt stafford because you know he suffered in detroit for a while and i think more people are are going for him because of how long he you know played detroit and didn't really do anything you know Mm -hmm. and then obviously joe burrows like up and coming everyone loves joe shysty and it's like you know i think it was uh the thing is like i'm rooting for number nine because they're both number nine i believe Mm -hmm. so there's like i'm rooting for for number nine that's like the the thing that's exactly how i feel and yeah i mean i might like i said a little bit of bias towards matt stafford just because of Autumn and the Lions, and I know she's really gonna be rooting for him. So I have a little bit of bias, but like if, if the Bengals win, like I said, I'm gonna be completely happy with that, Joe Burrow. So I'm just happy, I'm just gonna eat a lot of food, honestly. <laughs> just watch some football. That's my plan. <laughs> Don't have to worry. No Chiefs in it this year. Thank goodness. Oh, I'd be praying for the Rams to win if the Chiefs were in it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah. What are your uh thoughts on the Super Bowl?
1: I just hope it's a close game, and I hope there's a lot of offense. So Halftime what show? What do you
0: think about the halftime show?
1: Isn't it Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre? And I think
0: some other people too, yeah.
1: You hey, a big, half, you big halftime
0: show guy? Because I'm not.
1: I mean, not really, but I'll watch <laughs> it. I liked the weekend last year, though. That was nice. I liked the weekend.
0: What are the, the Super Bowl commercials, too? Remember when they used to be, oh, like, yeah. goaded back then? But they kind of been I know. lackluster, late, like, last year feels like since high school honestly they've been not that good so I'm hoping for some good commercials we'll, we'll see the 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 one commercial with the at t one or was it T-Mobile or no it's Verizon a phone service I, I can't even I just named all of them basically but it was Tom and Gronk and it was like the how the how it all happened and Tom's like what should I do Gronk and Gronk's like you know retirement blah blah, blah. and it's like oh it's like this is what Tom heard on a spotty network that was that's that's a go commercial that one's funny yeah
1: that was Verizon
0: that was Verizon. Okay. Yeah. That's a go to commercial. So maybe we'll get one of those again this year. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's enough about the NFL. Hope you guys enjoy the Super Bowl. Have fun. Eat a lot of food, just like I'm going to do. So, one of the best days of the year. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm super excited. Uh, but I'm more excited for this podcast, at least, to talk about the trade deadlines, uh, deals more than the Super Bowl itself, because there is a lot of trades. Oof, what should we start with? Okay, so obviously we'll, we'll start with the big big one, I guess. Or should we save that for last? You know, up to you. Um, we'll we'll go with the big one first because that will get us easily, you know, transitioned into it. I'm sure everyone knows us by now. James Harden is to the Sixers, and Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond and seth curry go to the nets along with two first round picks and i think the sixers also got paul Millsap along mm-hmm. with james harden and then that's it mm-hmm. so everyone knows about this trade this is the blockbuster trade this has been rumored for the last kind of week it kind of and it really spiked up like on monday tuesday that there were talks about this and the lfc happened and as you know matt i was at first like oh the sixers took a, a big l but like like I said, that was kind of just emotion based, you know, seeing it right away. I'm not, a, I'm not a Harden guy, and you know that.
1: Mm-hmm. And when
0: I saw two first round picks and all, I was like, oh yeah, the Sixers are are blowing it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when I when I re-dissected it and I thought about more, I was like, okay, Ben Simmons obviously isn't playing for you, you know, and you have an ability to get someone like James Harden. And I told you this. This is like the trade the Sixers have to make if they want to win a championship. Like. You know you have to you have to go all in. This is the trade that will give him a championship, you know? And like if it backfires, and it backfires, but like you were not gonna win right now unless you made this trade, you know? So like that's why it's good for the Sixers, because like you know, you have to make this trade. And I think envy and Harden can can play together. Mm-hmm. At least I hope so. I just I'm for me, I don't know if Doc Rivers is really that guy to coach them to it. I don't think he's I I saw he got named to the top 15 all-time coaches, and I disagree with that personally. I don't think he should be on there. So I just don't know if he's going to be able to lead them. But James Harden and Joel Embiid is a really good, really good duo. And then on the Nets side, James Harden was obviously not happy. And the fact that, you know, you could get – because they were kind of the driver's seat. Because, you know, the Sixers were like, you know, we'll give you Ben Simmons. Well, he doesn't want to play here. You know, can we have James Harden? So the Nets probably upped the price a little bit. Because remember how the Sixers, like, three first-round picks at least for Ben Simmons? And then they end up packaging Ben Simmons with two of their own first-round picks, you know? And so the Nets were just like, okay, well, we'll take Ben Simmons. And, you know, Seth Curry is an underrated steal right there, underrated pickup. He's a great shooter. He'll Mm -hmm. really fit alongside, you know, the ball-dominant guys spotting up. And then two first-round picks obviously helps them as well uh, just in the future. And Andre Drummond, not bad. I mean, bench big man could be worse so the nets you know it was like a, it's a safe four for them safe trade and I mean hey James Harden wasn't really happy there and you, you're able to get this out of it I mean I'd take that Ben Simmons I think mm-hmm. people forget how good he is and a fresh start might help him Kevin Durant might help him and he might be able to really you know perform up to a, a, a superstar level and if he does you know the nets are gonna be just fine the only thing I'm a little concerned about is, you know, Ben Simmons can't shoot and he needs the ball in his hands, but so does like Katie and Kyrie. So Steve Nash has got his hands full on how they're going to make that work. You know, a lot of ball dominant guys, but James Harden was too. So, you know, just got, got to see how it goes. But yeah, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, I think it's a w-, a w for the Nets. And I think for the for Philadelphia, they were kind of had their hands tied where. They had to get rid of Ben Simmons, you know? Yeah. Um, I would rather be at the Nets organization at this point than the, the 76ers. I think I'd be feel a lot more comfortable with it as a Nets mm-hmm. GM or whatever. Because not only do you get the two first-round picks, but also you get Seth Curry, who's younger, and Ben Simmons, who's younger as well, to like kind of build your team around I'm with mm-hmm. KD and Kyrie so I like that a lot better um but I do think that James Harden and Bede will work out really well and I think that they can win now I think it does create a kind of a big four in the east though I think between Miami Milwaukee Nets and 76ers I think those are your teams oh and the Bulls sorry and Bulls I forgot about the Bulls
0: I don't think Ball,
1: and ball when they come back will help. Out right. a lot. So
0: I was actually talking to Martin about this yesterday. We were talking a lot during uh, the trade deadline and him and I were mm-hmm. talking. And he also, I mean, him and I agree. We don't think the bulls are true contenders yet. I wouldn't put them in the top four. I think they're one piece away from that. Um, mm-hmm. And he's a bulls fan. So he knows, but I don't think the bulls are in the top four. I would maybe, mm-hmm. I'd probably give the heat top four just because, you know, they've got, they've already been there. They went to the finals.
1: You know, I mean they are number one right now in the Eastern yeah. Conference, so
0: yeah. I, I just mean top four in terms of like playoff, like uh contention and all, and who would you know come out? And no offense to the Bulls the Bulls have been great, and I think they'll be a you know they'll probably get a home field, you know, home court advantage first round. But I, I don't think they're a true contender yet, so I wouldn't put them up there personally, even though their record is up there. Uh, that's just me though. But you might disagree that that's just me though. But yeah, I mean, if the Sixers or Nets can put together what they got from this, then they're they're gonna the Bucs aren't gonna win the East again. Probably, it's gonna be one of those two teams, though, who would win the East if they can maximize the potential to, from this trade that they got. Because,
1: yeah, well, the Nets be, need to be in a position to actually make the playoffs. So we'll see.
0: That's true. That is true. <laughs> the Lakers also <laughs> no trades made. No <laughs> twenty six and thirty. Oof. But, yeah, so this this uh, this is from Bleacher Report. I'm just going to read you the grades. They gave the Nets a B, and they gave the Sixers a B plus. I personally give the Nets an A-, and I'd give the Sixers a B. That's what I would do. Yeah. All right, next trade. This is probably the second biggest one. The Christophs Porzingis to Washington. So the Mavericks got Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertons, and the Wizards got Porzingis and a second-round pick. You go first on this one. What are your thoughts? You like to trade for either team? Go ahead.
1: Um, I think it works out for both. I think Dinwiddie will be good because he can shoot the ball. with Luca, And Bertans is like Porzingis, but the four-man version of Porzingis. Um... We also like that the Wizards took a chance on um, Porzingis. I hope we can rebuild his value. Um, I think for him, I think he might have been losing confidence playing with Doncic and just all the the talk and all the you know just expectations that they had of him. So I, I think a change of scenery is going to be good for him. You think so? Do you like it for the Mavs? In what about for the Mavs side? Um, I think they lost the trade because they gave up so much for Porzingis, and then their return wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it gives Luca another guy who can shoot, and Bertrand, and Denwitty, and I mean Denwitty was doing pretty well on the Nets. Mm-hmm. Before going to the Wizards and stuff. So I think it would be good for both. So
0: I think personally the Mavericks took a, a kind of an L, uh, if I'm being yeah. honest. I think they took yeah. an L. Uh, I don't like this trade for them. And I was reading, I mean, when I was reading about this. It's because, like, you know, Dinwiddie and Bertans basically make the same money combined as Porzingis. I'm like, yes, I, I I do think, though, the offense will be better, but, like, for Porzingis, I don't know. It's just, like, you know, because Bertrand's hasn't been great this year, and, I mean, Dinwiddie might be – I didn't think he
1: played well, that bad, honestly.
0: he might be good for them, you know, give them something they need, but, like, I don't know. It's just, like, you pay, yeah, you paid so much for Porzingis and it just didn't work. I I just don't know. I didn't hear – Rumors he was going to get traded or anything—it just kind of happened, you know. I mean, I'm not surprised he got traded, but I didn't hear any reports about Mavericks are looking at, you know, offers for Porzingis, and so I don't really like it personally. I just don't really see the point of it for the Mavericks per se, Um, because the the Suns would have got him. It's like the same salary for the Wizards. I think this is a great trade because you're just getting. Porzingis is on a a flex, more flexible deal than Berton's. And so you're, you know, he's only on for two more years. And so like the Wizards are already kind of, you know, this doesn't really, this is just like a, you know, yeah, they're getting the most, you know, high upside player out of this deal definitely. And it doesn't really affect any of their, you know, long-term stuff in my opinion. So I think, you know, training form is, you know, a good risk because they might end up losing Bradley Beal anyways. And then they could just maybe trade Porzingis or play his contract out, and it's kind of like whatever. They just swap. It's not like they lost salary because of it. They, if anything, yeah. they get off the books quicker. So, I think the Wizards took a, a fat dub. You know, I'd give them like a, an A minus, and i give them average like a C minus in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's – I mean, we were so hyped about Luca and Porzingis, and they just like never panned out.
1: Yeah, I think it would be nice to have Porzingis on the so, Suns. That would be nice.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about your, the Suns in a sec. I mean, the one time it looked like it was gonna pan out was in the bubble, and then Porzingis got hurt anyways. Yeah. Which is true. Porzingis has an injury history. So yeah. But like I said, I the, mean, but the Wizards 7-3. So for the Wizards, like this. I sense. mean, if, it doesn't really matter, like I said, because of their salary and their situation anyway. So like trading for this high upside guy might as well. So yeah, I like it. All right. Well, let's go next to Montres Harrell to Charlotte. So the Hornets got Montres Harrell, and the Wizards got Ishmith and Vernon Casey.
1: Thoughts. I think it's a W for montress Harrell and for the Hornets. I think he fits in really well with them. Mm-hmm. And he brings a toughness. And I think he'll actually be appreciated there. So I mm-hmm. really like it. Yeah. Honestly. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I think the uh, both teams, I think the Wizards are just trying to kind of shed some salary, if anything. Mm-hmm you know, trading away Harrell. Uh, plus, you just got Porzingis. So, like, kind of let him run the, the middle a little bit more if you're the Wizards. So, I like the trade for both of them. I think that it helps the Hornets to the playoff push and gives them, you know, a scoring around the paint because Harold can, you know, put up numbers. So, I like it. Oh, yeah, I forgot to read the grades for the Mavericks one, and I'll read the ones for this one. But the Mavericks got a D and the Wizards got an A. And then for the montes one, the Hornets got a B, and the Wizards got a B plus. So, all right, um, yeah, this is the kind of the other. Oh, there's a few. There's two more big ones. All right, we'll do this one: Derek White to Boston. So the Celtics get Derek White, and the Spurs get Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, and a 2022 first round pick. So that's this year. I think that the Spurs took a dub. I mm-hmm. think Derek White's a good player, but they got a pretty good haul. Roman Langford's young, I know that, and Josh Richardson's yeah. a solid three and D guy. He's been around, mm-hmm. and you got a first round pick too out of it. So that's like
1: top four protected with top I don't four, think but I, being top four. I don't think Celtics so would. That's be really ton. nice.
0: I think the Spurs take a, a dub here because like with where they're at. You know, it's not like – you train like Derek White, you know, it's not like they're a – he's a huge pe- – or a big piece of a contender, you know. They're not a contender. So, like, they're just kind of shutting salary slash, you know, looking forward to the future. Because I think Josh Richardson has maybe this year left, and that's it. You know, so I think it's a good trade for the Spurs. And, you know, the, that top pick is going to be nice, you know. And Romeo Langford could could turn into something. And this, if you're the Spurs, you know, you should just build around DeJounte Murray, honestly. So – and Derek White, I didn't know if he was the best fit alongside him just from because he kind of struggled in San Antonio. So his shooting hadn't been as good. So going to Boston might benefit him. And if you're Boston, I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of, it's like you get a good player, but they've been struggling and I just don't know. You're, you're kind of, I don't think you should pull it up, but like, you know, I don't know. The Southern's in a tough spot right now. They're not playing that well, even though they have, you know, two really good players and all this stuff. And yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it for them. I, I think it's okay. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's solid for both teams. I think it's better for the Spurs, but I think the Celtics didn't take it out.
1: I think the Spurs got an A and I, I think the Celtics got a B. I give the Celtics a B, yeah.
0: And I give the the Spurs an an A, yeah. Yeah. Based on what they want to do. And let's, Mm -hmm. Celtics get a B, Spurs get a B plus. So, yeah. All right. This is, this is the one that involves my other team, team that you don't like too much because they beat the Suns in the finals. <laughs> this is the four-team deal where Marvin Bagley, the headline, Marvin Bagley goes to Detroit and Serge Ibaka goes to the Bucks. So this is the full trade. The Pistons get Marvin Bagley. The Clippers get Rodney Hood and Simi Ojale. The Milwaukee Bucks get Serge Ibaka, a 2022 second-round pick, and a 2024 second-round pick. And the Kings get Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, and Trey Lyles. So the main thing here is because, I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> three teams I – the mean, Clippers are, aren't doing too bad, I guess, but like, you know, three teams that aren't doing great right now and then the Bucks, you know, who are mm-hmm. like the the contenders. So we'll we'll start with the Bucks first, getting Serge Ibaka. And they had to give up – to get Serge Ibaka in the two second round picks, they gave up DiVincenzo, Rodney Hood, and Ojalee all in the end. So, give me your thoughts on the Bucks getting Serge Ibaka.
1: Um, Well, and Hood didn't really do too much for you guys. No, they didn't. Um, But DiVincenzo looked like it was going to be okay, but then Pat Connaughton just broke his hand last night. Oh, he
0: did? I didn't even see that. Oh, frick.
1: So, that means that you're a lot thinner in that depth now. So, now it's like, oh, crap. (laughs) We gave away DiVincenzo and... Pat Connorson's out now. So if you would have said at the time, I would have said, yeah, it's fine for the Bucs. I mean, I know they got it's for height. I mean, last night when the Suns played them, I mean, they just steamrolled them with McGee, Biombo, and Aiton. Um, but knowing yeah. that Connorson broke his hand now, I <sighs> think that's more of a concern. So, yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, you can't – yeah, that sucks. Um, I didn't even know that. Frick. Oh, he just fractured a finger. Okay, that's not yeah. as bad. I thought it was but the it's whole his hand.
1: Shooting, but it's shooting him, though. Yeah. So I thought so it was a whole gonna, hand. but No, you know. but he's going to be out, I think, four weeks, I think is what it says. Uh could be worse. Four to six. Okay, it could be could be worse. Yeah,
0: yeah he's been – that's the main reason we probably traded DiVincenzo. He's been really good off the bench for us. So mm-hmm. I've always liked Pat Compton, Notre Dame guy. Notre I, Dame, yeah. Yeah, I've always liked him, so I was – I like him. That sucks. Yeah. So obviously that was right after the trade, so we can't predict mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But I explained it to you because uh, at first you didn't like it. I remember you're know, like trading. I'm still not
1: was, the biggest fan. Right. But
0: I personally, okay. Well, now it's not as good. But assuming there's no injury, I personally think it's a good trade because we opened up some roster spots as well, so we can maybe try and sign some some guys or buy out. You know, so if there's some buyouts of veterans, we can try and snag, you know. So I I like that. But, yeah, Brooke Lopez has been out all year, basically. And, man, I Mm -hmm. I didn't really know I'd miss him so much. I I never really liked Brooke Lopez. I didn't think he was that good. And then this playoff run changed my mind. And now that he's out, our defense has taken a huge hit. And, like, the Suns just steamrolled us. Because Bobby Portis isn't going to be able to stop, you know, DeAndre Ayton. Brooke Lopez was able to stop DeAndre Ayton, you know. And, like – you know, Sergio Baca, he's not as big as Brook Lopez, not as intimidating, but he can still shot block. And he is, I read this, he's making 39% of his threes this year. So another guy who can shoot, you know, because Brook Lopez can shoot too. So I like it. I mean, you know, veteran championship experience, I think it's just going to, you know, I mean, the Bucs already are champions, but I just think it's going to help them in the long run. Because like I said, Devin Chinza wasn't really falling that well this year. He was not shooting well. Not playing that well for us. You know, he just never got in a rhythm after his injury. And he's had multiple injuries. And so, like I said, it's a gamble, but I like the gamble for us personally. So, I'm fine with it. But, yeah, losing Pat Conten sucks. But hopefully we can get a good buyout, you know, because I'm sure some guys would want to come. But what do you think about the other teams, you know, like the Pistons getting Marvin Bagley?
1: I think a change senior for him is good. It's kind of a reclamation project. Mm -hmm. So, that was good. Because he has a lot of potential. I really like Marvin Bagley. Um, I think the Kings did a good job mm-hmm. of getting DiVincenzo and Lyles, which is good.
0: Yeah, I think that's um
1: uh... And having Zabonis there with them now is going to be nice. Yeah. So I think they're... I still wouldn't trade a Halliburton if I was in the Kings. Mm-hmm. But... Um, But they they definitely look a little bit better on paper now than I think they did before the trade deadline. And then the Clippers, um, I don't I think maybe they just need more depth because some of the guys have been getting hurt. So I think Mm -hmm. that's really kind of why they were in the trade. So if there was a winner, I'd say it's either the Kings or the Bucks, probably.
0: You know it's funny because the Kings finally got Devon Chinzo this time. Because remember how the Bucks were supposed to get Bogdan, Bogdanovich, uh, you know the Hawks player now. But then there was yeah. like a whole. Which, by the way, if we could have gotten him, bro, oh, that would have been so sick. We we're I don't know what I can't remember what happened. It's like what that whole thing. But they they got him now, so. Yeah, I think the the Kings take a, a dub though, because yeah, they gave up you know just Marvin Bagley. That's about it. But yeah, of mm-hmm. course Marvin Bagley's the number two pick. Which is, you know, in the long run, a pretty big L, but right now it's not. So yeah, the grades for this Pistons B minus, Clippers B, Bucks A minus, and the Kings an A. So yeah. All right. We will talk about one more big trade. <laughs> bull Bull. <laughs> no. Uh, there's one more big one, and then we'll talk about the Suns two trades, because you know, we both like the Suns. So. We'll talk about the Pacers. Well, yeah, we could talk about the Pacers one. No, there's two more. Sorry, sorry. CJ McCallum, too. My bad. But we'll talk about the Pacers one first. Pacers and Kings. And that's when the Kings got Sabonis. The also got Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a 2023 second-round pick. And the Pacers got Halbert and Buddy Healed and Tristan Thompson. I think that... I don't know. Halberton is tough giving him up. And, but he healed too. So, bonus is nice, though. So, bonus is nice. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, of course, you already had De'Aaron Fox. So, two point guards. You know, obviously, when they draft him, they probably just draft him based off of value. Like, they were picking here, and he was available, and it's, like, best player mm-hmm. take. Um, So, I kind of like it for – I don't know. He's so good, though. Howard has a lot of potential to be really good. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Like I don't know. Like for the Kings, I don't know. It's you get Sabonis, but you had to give up. You know, probably the second best asset behind De'Aaron Fox. Of course, they are both point guards. So, or yeah, I mean, they could have played. I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I think it's if it were. I mean, I think it's a, a Pacers. I think get a fat dub for that. Because like, oh yeah, they probably won't get to keep Sabonis. They're probably going to lose him for H whatever it may be, and they're um, probably
1: going to trade Brogdon later in the summer. So, so
0: getting Halbert as a point guard of the future is a fat dub, um, mm. plus salary shed. Um,
1: and getting Buddy Heal is nice too. Oh yeah, shoot,
0: Buddy Heal is super nice. So I give it a because other people dub. want him
1: because other people want him too. So they, he can be even traded next summer as well too. So. What do you I think, think of, the Pacers yeah. got an A and I think the Kings probably B minus? Maybe C. so. You like
0: the Kings, uh, or not that much, then you're average on it,
1: yeah. But the Pacers did a great job, though. Oh, yeah, that's a fat dub. Yeah. I like that
0: trade for them a lot. I really, oh, do. yeah, because Halberton looks really good and think, yeah. that's who the Suns could have had, <laughs> but instead, I mean, he'd still be playing on the bench behind you know Chris Paul if he was in Phoenix, but. He'd be a point guard of the future. Anyways, Mm -hmm. um, all right. And then we'll talk about CJ McCollum to the Pelicans. This is a lot, but the Pelicans get CJ McCollum, Larry Nance, and Tony Snell. And then the Mm Trailblazers get Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart, Diddy Luzada, Thomas Sanaranski. 2022 first-round pick, um, 2022 second-round pick, 2027 second-round pick. Yes, okay. I believe that's it. What do you think?
1: I think the Pelicans won that one. Think so. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It's like if I'm being honest, I heard this is what I heard. The Blazers are trying to build around Dame. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, I think you might just want to trade him and blow it up, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And I'm I just think just it's trading. I think it's good for both teams. I think it's good for the Blazers because they had CJ for sale along with Dame and they couldn't get it done. So I think trading him is, is good, you know. Like I really do think because they obviously couldn't win with them, so I like it for them. Nikhil Alexander Walker is kind of nice, nice player. Got some picks, you know. Josh Hart's but pretty he good went, too. Uh,
1: but he went to the Jazz.
0: Oh, they trade him as? well. Oh yeah, they did. You're right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Josh Hart's kind of nice though. And
1: Josh Hart is nice.
0: 2022 first round pick is is pretty good. So yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's good. You know. Like I said, they weren't winning. were not winning probably going to be able to win with them, so might as well. And if you're the Pelicans, you've got him for at least two more years. See how it works out. Give you some sort of star power. I mean, I wouldn't say he's a star. Well, I, he's a star, not a superstar, but he's a star.
1: I, I yeah, an like Ingram and Zion would be really nice together, I think. If Zion so.
0: can, can stay off the if, Mountain Dew <laughs> or whatever.
1: If he can ever get back, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I like it for both teams. So it makes sense for both. I, I think that the Blazers – no, I do think the Pelicans won that trade. You're right. Yeah. If I had to pick a winner. But both teams are yeah. winners
1: in my opinion. So. Yeah.
0: Good trade. Good trade. Uh, is there any other trade you want to talk about? I mean, there's Norman Powell to the Clippers. Uh, anything else? or? Oh, before the no, Suns won. I,
1: I no, think, I think the only trade that I think the Blazers will regret is trading uh, Gary Trent Jr. to the Raptors.
0: Oh yeah, that was a that was last fat year L because they got yeah. Norman they traded away Norman Powell just now for like not much. Nothing,
1: yeah that was a so. pretty big L. Yeah.
0: Oh Gary Trent was was really good. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, man. Some of these trades are gonna blow up in a team's face, maybe. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Okay, let us go to the Suns trades. So first we have Aaron Holiday for cash. And you think it's a low key dub. What grade do you give it? I think it's B. A B? I thought you were going to say like S. (laughs) Uh,
1: I think it's a B just because we do have other guards in the roster. But knowing that he's the brother of Justin and Drew Holiday, like he's a defensive type player. His IQ, obviously, is pretty decent. And I think he can learn a lot from uh, Chris Paul. And I mean, giving up cash is doing, I mean, it's just cash. Um, I mean, we did this last year with Torrey Craig, and he was a big part of our finals run, and And I think they're doing that same thing with um, Aaron Holiday. I, I think he could be that third point guard, maybe potentially even back at point guard to Chris Paul if campaign can't get healthy or get back to what he was. So,
0: Yeah, I think it did just because of the injuries right now because, mm-hmm. like, He's not going to probably be the backup over campaign. I think campaign mm-hmm. is definitely the backup. So he's really mm-hmm. not going to play if it comes, you know, playoff time and it's the rotation. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, maybe if it helps you stay atop the West right now, then, yeah. I mean, you just had to give up cash. It's it's just like, you know, whatever. I think it's, I think it's a good trade. I think the mm-hmm. Wizards, I don't know. Uh, I mean, just for cash, though, whenever you trade someone for cash, you're still pretty young. It's just kind of,
1: I don't know. Yeah, he's only 25 too, so.
0: I don't know. I think it's like a, a, a B for the Suns and a C for the Wizards. That's mm-hmm. what I'll do. And then, yeah, the other Suns deal uh, when well, we could have had Tyrese Halberton, but instead instead we traded Jalen, or picked Jalen Smith, and we ended up trading him now. So, what is it, Jalen Smith, and is it a second round pick for Craig? Mm-hmm. Yep. So and we, he, Troy Craig comes back to Phoenix. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on that?
1: When I saw it, I was like, what the? I was like, we could have just kept him last year. But, like, salary reason-wise, the reason why we didn't get him. But, I mean, I wanted him to stay last year. So, I'm fine with getting Tory Craig back. I think he helps you defend a lot of people. Like, he can defend LeBron James because he's big enough. He can defend, like, your Kawhi and Paul George. He can defend a clay or even a Draymond, you know, if needed, just because he's bigger and he's your three and D type guy. And so I think having Jay Crowder, Bridges, Johnson and Torrey Craig, I mean, that's those are four good wings. Like you don't have to worry about that at all, you know, so I, I like it. I mean. I'm not sure if my internet went out or if Matt's internet went out. It
0: might've been me, which would be really sad. You still hear me. Oh, I hear you now. Was that your internet? Yeah. Thing? I don't know. It might've been mine. It said my internet connection is unstable. <laughs> Uh-oh.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I just texted you, but I guess we're back. My internet went out. We were literally like, like I said, like three minutes away from being done. Yeah, <laughs> You're talking about um, Torrey Craig and yeah, you, you like the trade, you know, gives you someone. you. I defend. like it.
1: It gives, it gives you a lot of solid wings. Um, and I think it just makes them a complete team. I, I think the Suns got better, which is hard I mean, to think that they got better. Did you but... see
0: Jalen Smith developing into something though? Or did you already want to give up on them as well? This is only his second year.
1: Um, I don't know, think I wanted to give up on him, but I mean, if you think Aiden is the future, I mean, you can see picking up someone like Javale or Biombo with mm-hmm. Chris Paul or something like that. I mean, it's it's fine. So right,
0: yeah, I, I, I think uh, the Suns get. It's, it's funny that you just got Troy Craig back. I mean, it sucks to pick – I think the pick of Jalen Smith was was obviously like an L in the wrong long run. But like this mm-hmm. trade right now does help them at least. And if you're the Pacers, you get a young guy, you can maybe just play now so Sabonis is gone as well, you know?
1: I mean, because so, for me, I look it at it this way. If the Suns do win a championship this year, it doesn't matter. To me, it's totally worth it. You if they're bad yeah. for the next 10 years. I would That's it, exactly what know. I'm
0: saying with the Bucs right now, even though the core is intact. And, but, like, the Bucs team isn't better than the Nets or the, the Sixers if they put it together. But, like, we won the championship this past year. So, like – and, like, this Ibaka trade, like, it really just doesn't matter to me too much anymore because they already won. I mean, you know, winning, like, a, you know, multiple being a dynasty would be really cool, but I'm just grateful they won one. So, you know, so that's mm-hmm. why I'm rooting for the Suns more this year. And, like, I was kind of just like, whatever with the Bucs. You know, I don't really care – Even if I think it was a terrible trade, I'd be like, well, we won last year, so it really doesn't matter too much. Like, you know, so I'm just happy with yeah, winning a championship is nice. I I, and I want the Suns to win it this year now. So that's all I'm hoping for. I mean, it's worth it if they win, like you said. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) yeah, but no more trades, right? That's that's it. We're gonna wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is no notes episode or no notes podcast episode 46. We hope you guys enjoy, talk about, you know, a lot of the trades. Hope if you uh, agree or disagree with our analysis, you'll comment on it. You know, we want to, we want to get more comments. I don't know if you can comment on the uh, Spotify or whatever, but you can comment on YouTube. So if you watch us on YouTube, leave comments, uh, whether you agree with us or not on any of our takes and it's going to be a fun weekend, Super Bowl weekend. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how all the trades work out for the, for these teams, see the, the players on their new teams. So yeah, I I'm pumped. And Matt, last words.
1: Hopefully everyone stays safe and has a good Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, yeah be, be
0: be responsible, be safe. Don't don't mm-hmm. do anything dumb. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Well, you guys have a good weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Peace.